Are you a fan of one of the three high schools in the town of Fort Mill? Well, you've come to the right place to catch up on all the information surrounding your favorite team. We're just three old dudes who love high school athletics and love the town of Fort Mill. Call us, the Mouthy Milltowners. And hello once again, everybody, to another edition of Mouthy Milltowners. Uh, more unorthodox behavior this week. Uh, that we're having a, a, a three-way phone conversation of sorts. Um, I'm in my house. I think the boys are in their house, but we're all on the phone. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. That's not a echo. It's me. <laughs> Did somebody lose Keith? Where's Keith? I'm right here. Oh, thank you. This is a bad game of hide-and-seek. I thought Teresa yes, had already is. thrown you under the porch. I was a little worried there, man. Just a little concerned. But uh, another week in the mill, and, uh, hey, some championships got handed out. Uh, that was pretty cool. Uh, a lot of wrestlers, as we talked about last week, went to uh, the state tournaments. And, Mac, you were pounding some South Carolina pavement. Tell us what happened this weekend. Yeah, the uh, the individual state tournaments was held in um, – Anderson at the Anderson Civic Center, and uh, it was a, a long weekend because this year was the first time there were ever girls involved in a in a tournament format. Um, so I mean, there have been girls mixed in wrestling guys throughout the tournament over the years, but this year there was an all girls division, and so that pretty much led to a uh, long weekend, a uh, couple fourteen fifteen hour days. But uh, in the end, uh, Fort Mills' Noah Kitchen uh, brought home a 145-pound uh, individual state title for uh, the Jackets. He was the 20th Fort Mill wrestler, different Fort Mill, different wrestler to win a state title. So, um, you know, that's pretty cool. And uh, we had some other guys finish in the top four. Um, T.J. Miller finished second. Uh, Lost a match to a uh, Somerville wrestler, uh, Logan Green, and Aiden Eubanks, uh, and Logan Shope all finished in the top four. Eubanks finished third, with uh, both Green and Shope finishing fourth. Um, so overall, it was, a, it was an okay weekend. You know, Brock wasn't exactly satisfied. Um, Coach Chris Brock wasn't exactly satisfied with how they performed. Um, he, he, there were a couple upsets. You know, uh, Henry DeBout got upset uh, and and was kind of knocked out of things on Saturday. Uh, Aid Eubanks got upset. I mean, he still bounced back to, to finish well, but he got upset on Friday night. Um, and that kind of derailed his train there for a while. So he... Chris Brock wasn't exactly satisfied with how his guys wrestled this weekend, but you got to look at it. It's been a long season. You know, they, they went further obviously than they have ever in, in regards to winning the state title. But, you know, there was just some, you know, the train finally kind of came off the tracks a little bit. And, uh, you know, it was a tough road to hoe. Uh, Nation Ford's Clayton Rigel. He finished third in a pretty dramatic fashion at 220 pounds. Um, he was beat on, on Friday night, which kind of derailed his train a little bit. But uh, he came back and, and finished third at 220 pounds, and um, he did well. He did very well on Saturday, and that's all you could have, ask for. 
uh, kind of got busted open on uh, Friday night above his right eye. But, uh, you know, battled back and kind of fought through those things um, to uh, to finish in the top four. So uh, pretty good weekend. Um, Mitchell Adamas, you know, he, he didn't have that great of a weekend. Danny Gilsdorf for Nation 4, he didn't have that great of a weekend. Uh, Tony Atkins for the Copper Ridge was the only Copperhead to uh, qualify for the state tournament. And he really didn't have that great of a weekend. So, um it was it was kind of a mixed bag, you know. You're going in there thinking that, you know, you could you could probably have four, maybe five state champions, and really we, you know, this area only came away with one in Kitchton. So, you know, it's 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 good to get one, but um, you know, there was there was a uh, I guess chips left on the table, so to speak. Yeah, I'm really surprised by that. I I thought, <clears throat> I I thought Clayton and Henry. Uh, for sure. I mean, I really did. I thought those two guys would hammer it home. I felt like if Mitchell Adamas didn't, Logan Shope would. But, hey, that just shows you just how good the, the state is and um, in wrestling. And, and yeah, you, you send that many wrestlers uh, from all three schools to a state championship and you come home with one. But, hey, one's better than none. I mean, you kind of see the silver lining there. And, there were, like you said, there were some third-place finishes in there. But, yeah, if you asked uh, the three coaches, they'd probably tell you, yeah, coulda, shoulda, woulda. Yeah, and I, I was surprised that, you know, I mean, Aiden, Aiden Eubanks got upset Friday, like literally within the within like the final 18 seconds of the match, uh, got taken down and turned. And, you know, it's one of those things that once you lose – then there's no there's no chance of you being able to you know win the title, and so that happened, um, and then yeah Henry lost, and 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 then was knocked out later on Saturday, which again was very surprising, um, but you know Henry Henry's been a you know he's been like a runaway train all weekend or all season actually, and you know sometimes. You get up and and you just have a bad day, and you know you just gotta pick yourself back up and and keep moving forward. So, and I think it was in the in the upper state championship, I believe, wasn't it? <clears throat> Excuse me, where Chapin made a run, and uh, it was Henry who went out there and and bang got a victory, and and that turned the tide for the Jackets. And then in the state championship against Somerville. The Green Wave were making a little bit of a run. Then Henry goes out there and pins a dude in 25 seconds. Um, yeah. I mean, it, 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 I mean, crying out 25 seconds. Goodness gracious. I mean, yeah, Major League Baseball players, that's how is, long it takes them to throw one you know, pitch. It's disappointing for them, you know, but this year's group of former wrestlers, you know, Noah Henry, um, you know, Caleb Brock, you know, you know, he's got a lot of pressure on him just with that last name. But, you know, they, they've left their mark for sure, you know, especially, you know, Caleb not, not losing or losing but not getting pinned in that last match against, you know, Somerville to kind of clinch the uh, state title. So they, they've left their mark. I mean, they'll, you know, forever have a banner hanging in the, uh, in the gym at Fort Mill High School. So, you know, I know they would obviously all want to go out, you know, winning state titles, but, you know, this ex- it's an extremely difficult sport to do that. Yeah, and Kitchen will probably have his picture hanging 
on the wall, uh, I would imagine. Yeah, I would um, imagine, you know, sometime probably before school's out in, in May or June, that, that picture will be up there. Yeah, and be able to walk by it forever. So, yeah, congratulations uh, to Kitchen for sure. That's that's outstanding uh, to win a state championship. And, uh, hey, listen, I, I think if the season, at the beginning of the season, I know we say this a lot about a lot of sports, but at the beginning of the season, if you would have said to the three different schools, here's how your season's going to go, I'm not really sure any of the coaches would have been like, yeah, no thanks. They'd have been like, yeah, yeah that sounds good. Yeah, let's do this. Um, so, but, but again, tips, tip of the cap to all three coaches, their staff, uh, because it takes, like you said, it takes a lot of time and preparation. Um, for the last two months, every time I go to talk to Logan Chope at the school, um, he's soaking wet. I mean, he's just pooling with sweat. Um, that's how hard these young men and women are really just grappling, trying to win in this sport. So um, there's a lot more that goes into it than just a, f- a few periods of a couple of minutes. So, um, But, again, congratulations to all those folks for sure. Um, there was more bad news in the middle this week. It started on Monday night, I believe. Uh, Catawba Ridge made the trip to the upstate uh, to downtown Greenville and take on the Red Raiders in in the Slick Arena, that's literally the name of the place. Um, and a really tough place to play, but I opined that I thought Catawba Ridge would use the Red Raiders' lack of patience. And I think in the first half, Mac, when I talked to you about it, that seemed to be working. Yeah, that, that pretty much was working. I mean, they had a good, comfortable lead there going into the final minute of the first half, and then Greenville just basically you know, went on a 10-0 run, and all that momentum that uh, Catawba Ridge had just kind of reversed itself and, and was fully in the corner of uh, the Red Raiders. And then they came out in the second half, and, and you know, Catawba Ridge just struggled to, to shoot the ball. They, they shot it poorly, and, you know, being at home and being in, in comfortable surroundings, you know, like their home gym, Greenville just lit it up and, and got the lead and then started pulling away. And, again, Catawba Ridge struggled. They, they missed open shots. They missed easy shots, layups, stuff that they normally hit, you know, nine times out of ten they, they were missing. And, uh, you know, it was just, they just struggled in the second half. And they hadn't really been struggling like that, you know, at all until, you know, until – they went to Greenville, and it was just a bad time to have a bad game. So, and that kind of ended things for them. And and you know, hats off to Coach Childers. They they had a great season. Um, you know, they they set a lot of school records. Obviously, school's still pretty new, but they set a lot of school records. They did a lot of great things, and and you know, the trajectory just you know continues to go up for that basketball program, the girls' basketball program as well. So I think they're, you know, despite the loss, and it's tough to swallow, there are brighter days ahead they for do, uh, they CR did. basketball. Yeah, they absolutely had a great year. They they were the Chesney basketball uh, champions. I think they won another tournament, I believe. They were the Milltown basketball classic champions to start the season. They beat Fort Mill three times, all three in dramatic fashion. Uh, they beat Nation Ford twice. Uh, so they were definitely the Milltown champions in more than one way. So, um, 
But I know that Coach Childers, uh, knowing the guy that he is, I know he's looking at the bracket going, gee whiz, Lancaster beat Greenville 58-48. They beat the Bruins. Um, but the Bruins are now playing for the state championship against the Irmo Yellow Jackets. So, man. Yeah, and that, and that game against, you know, between Lancaster and Greenville was played at Bob Jones University, which, you know, I looked it up and, and did, you know, did your little Google that's right down thing. The and that's basically, it's an 11-minute drive from Greenville High School. The only reason I grew to, up in to that Bob town. University. So, I grew I mean, up in that town. I'm going to tell you right now, the only reason it was an 11-minute ride is because Greenville is overpopulated. When yeah, I was a kid, traffic, yeah. when I was a kid from Greenville High School down in the West End to Bob Jones University, uh, right there, 291 uh, at the interchange where Old Steakhouse used to be, it was a five-minute jaunt. I mean, it was easy peasy. Um, yeah. And, so, and when I looked it up, it was it was roughly seven o'clock at night. So obviously. You know you're going to deal with traffic, but still, I mean, it's they they could have walked there if they needed to. So, it's like Fort Mill traffic. It used to take five minutes to get over to Fort Mill High School from here, and now it takes fifteen. Yeah, and, yeah. It's, and it's five miles. It's crazy. It's absolutely yeah. crazy. But uh, just want to throw this in real quick. We did. You mentioned girls basketball. I do want to mention this, uh, just so everybody understands how good girls basketball has been this year across the state. Uh, the Upper State Championship will be held tomorrow night at Spring Valley, and it's who people predicted. It's the Malden Mavericks against the Spring Valley Vikings. And then Sumter and, and uh, uh, Stratford are in the lower uh, bracket. Uh, 4A girls basketball, uh, the championship game that will be played on March the 2nd is North Augusta against Westwood. So it, it's one of those crazy things. Eastside went on to – they went on a little run, but Wade Hampton ended their season, and then North Augusta ended Wade Hampton. So um, it's crazy, absolutely crazy. But that tells you how good – and this is how wackadoodle the season has been. Spring Valley went to Nation Ford. Nation Ford hung with them for a while. Spring Valley went to Fort Mill in girls basketball, and Fort Mill cut it to a three-point lead with two minutes to play in the game. Fort Mill finished in dead last in, the, in region play, and Spring Valley's playing for the state title. That's how close the competition was in Region 3-5A this year. That's insane. Yeah, it's, it is pretty insane. And just speaking of, you know, region basketball and stuff, um, and, and not step on your toes, JT, but, you know, Gabe Tooper, region player of the year. Yep. Um, Coach Hartsoe was co-region coach of the year, along with Doug Pearson, uh, AJ Washington, Zach Jennings on the uh, all region team, JJ Rembert and uh, Sheldon Joseph on there for the Falcons. So, a pretty good, pretty good year again, obviously, for Fort Mill basketball. Um, yeah, and in case anybody is wondering, the rest of the group uh, Jalen Hoover of Clover, uh, Justin Skelton of Spring Valley, Will Olden of Blythewood. Uh, C.J. Rich of Spring Valley, J.J. Mata of Clover were the other ones who made all region 3-5A. And boy, howdy, if you put those, and Khalid Carter of Rock Hill, uh, if you put those 12 players on the court together, look out. Goodness. Yeah, and then for region 3-4A, um, Zion Hager was your player of the year, co-player of the year, along with uh, Langsters, Grayson Kirk. Um, there's Childers, the uh, 
boys coach of the year, uh, Coach Presley, the girls coach of the year. Um, but uh, Grant Lovett made a team, and Lance Barnes made the team for the for Catawba Ridge. So those are your all-region 3-4A selections. Um, so hats off to them. Congratulations to them. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it was a good good season, as we know, for the uh, Ridge. And for the girls, Michaela Davis and Brielle Windish and Tatum Postel for, um, and Morgan Davis for uh, the girls' Catawba Ridge team. So, I was going to say, if yeah. you didn't say Morgan Davis, I was going to demand a recount. Yeah, Morgan Davis and uh, Michaela Davis. And then, um, again, Brielle Windish and Tatum Postel. So those are your all-region selections for uh, the Copperheads. Yeah, and like you said, congratulations to to all of those folks for sure. Wasn't the only basketball game that went on in the mill uh, last week. Uh, the Fort Mill Yellow Jackets were able to take out the Hillcrest Rams 59-40. to uh, to 40. And then that means last Wednesday night, it was the home, last home game for Fort Mill regardless of what happened. Uh, because the upper state championship, like you said, Mag, that's being played uh, at a neutral site, and Fort Mill welcomed the Dorman Cavaliers. Now, Dorman came into that game twenty-seven and two overall. They're, they'd only played three close games all year. Uh, they won one of the three. The two losses, one was from a team uh, private school in North Carolina, I believe, and another one in Tennessee. And then they played a close game against Keenan. Other than that, they blew people's doors off. Uh, the good news is, with about seven minutes to go in the second quarter, Fort Mill only trailed 16-12. to 12. The bad news is, that's where the good stopped. Uh, from that point on, it was all Dorman Cavaliers. The final score was Dorman 66 and Fort Mill 33. Uh, that ended a 10-game winning streak for the Fort Mill Yellow Jackets. Uh, so kind of a, a bitter pill to swallow there as that team... The Jackets seem to catch fire. Coach Hartsoe and his staff, they seem to catch fire at the right time and finish strong. But, man, Dorman, uh, if you saw these youngsters play, absolutely amazing. That that team, you had three guards that could shoot the three, and you had three bigs that could run the floor and transition. Um, I can't tell you how many dunks they had. There were, there were big guys taking threes and nailing them. Um, and, but what got me was defensively. Uh, they would come off a pick and roll, and teams are used to being able to just shoot off the curl. You couldn't against Dorman. Uh, they were fighting through the screens, and they were that athletic. They were going through, around, under, over. It was just, they're a machine. Uh, they're going to take on Lexington for the Upper State Championship. That's tomorrow. And then they'll that group will play the winner of Conway against Goose Creek. Uh, so that's how 5A boys basketball shaped up in 2023. So... Uh, that was the the games that got played there as we've stated the last couple of weeks spring sports is about to ramp up uh, we've got uh, I think uh, Keith's working on an interview for us and hopefully we'll have that nailed down and we're going to talk to all three baseball coaches that's for sure we're going to work on that uh, regardless and uh, we'll start digging into that a little bit more the reason we haven't so far is nobody's really gone as my daughter would say, for realsies, um, everything's been like a scrimmage preseason kind of thing. But there have been some interesting scores. 
uh, in soccer and in lacrosse and, and in baseball. Uh, so interesting stuff is upon us for, for 2023, fellas. Yeah, it should be a good spring all around for sure. Yeah, we've uh, actually, Nation Ford had a couple of games already. They played in the White Knoll tournament this week. Uh, they lost to South Aiken 11-2 after having a 2-1 to lead in the fifth inning. And then, uh, unfortunately, the Thoroughbreds scored 10 times in the bottom of the fifth and ended up winning 11-2. to Then Coach Stack got his first win as Falcons head coach. They beat uh, Trayer 5-4, to which I thought was pretty pretty good as well. And uh, Shout-out to Braden Deaton and Nick Shuddy for uh, providing the offensive spark for the Falcons this weekend. The girls' softball. They're supposed to start. That didn't that didn't happen. Uh, the boys and girls soccer over at uh, NAFO has had some had a good start as well as girls lacrosse. Uh, friend of the program Reese Madoff and Catherine Barhorst have been leading the way for the girls lacrosse team. So everything over at NAFO has been been going very well. Boys lacrosse doing well. They're one and zero. So uh, yeah, it's going to be an exciting time. I'm I'm really ready for them to get into the thick of everything here in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, and that that when we sat down and talked to Coach Johnson, he, he he could you could see in his eyes he he think he feels like he's got something for the spring. I I've, I came away with that impression for sure. So um, the expectation's pretty big um, at Nation Four, but it's pretty big at Catawba Ridge and at Fort Mill as well. Um, Absolutely. You, yeah, if you stop and you look at from last year's teams to this year's teams and the number of players returning. The number of all region players returning, the number of region championships returning, somebody's going to win, somebody's got to lose. But you kind of feel like the Milltown is starting to get to a point where, with spring sports anyway, it's not a rebuild; it's just it's just a reload. Right. Yeah, I would definitely keep an eye on Catawba Ridge softball this year. Um, obviously, last year they made it to the uh, state championship, lost to North Augusta, but uh, North Augusta from what I understand, has lost a lot. So I think at least from the upper state, Catawba Ridge softball should be the team to beat in 4A. So, you know, shout out to them, and hopefully they'll, uh, they won't uh, prove me to be a liar. <laughs> well, and, they, and in the art of fairness, the year before, they lost to eventual champion Lugolf Elgin, I think in the upper state championship, True. I believe. So, um, I, I Correct me if I'm wrong, Mac, but hasn't Janelle Lacqua hasn't she graduated, or does she have one more year? No, she has graduated, and she is destroying people up in uh, Michigan. Uh, when when they're not snowed in, she is uh, uh, crushing softballs like oranges. Um, so, yeah. But, it's hard you know, to believe that they're playing softball in Michigan this early. You know? I don't uh, think that they've thawed out yet. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, yeah, from what I've seen on TV and everything, heard about the bad weather up, up in the uh, – Minnesota. Yeah, the Great Lakes and Midwest. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, you almost got to have a dome <laughs> to play yeah, baseball right. or softball up there. Well, you know you live in interesting times when you pull up the uh, Weather Channel on a Sunday morning and it's snowing in Pasadena, California. Oh, well, it happens. I heard it was snowing in Vegas also, which is very odd. It doesn't even rain there. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. I mean, it, it's very, very bizarre times for sure but guys appreciate you staying up late and uh getting this done uh we're gonna get this out and uh really appreciate your time as always and again congratulations to all the wrestlers and and all the basketball teams uh did a great job this year um 
obviously not the way they wanted it to end, but heck, um, I don't think anybody's ever satisfied when uh, when you don't win the last game of the year. So um, mm-hmm. keep on uh, digging. I do want to give a couple of shout-outs. Um, I was in Charleston this past weekend. I want to give a couple of shout-outs to a couple of former uh, – one of former Nation Ford Falcon. That's Ben Burnham. Uh, I don't know, Keith, you remember Benny Buckets. Um <laughs> My man had love that name. <laughs> yeah, my man had a career night on senior night. He's not a senior for the Cougars, but he had a career night. He scored over twenty points. He had two dunks, uh, one on an alley oop from Rain Smith. He had a bang up night as the Cougars tied Hofstra to be the twenty twenty three CAA conference champions in the regular season. Also, a shout out to former. Fort Mill Yellow Jacket baseball star J.T. Marr, he had a great weekend swinging the war club. He had a sacrifice fly today, had several base hits over the weekend and several RBIs, so um, he's trugging along. He's a senior, but from what I understand, has one year of eligibility left. So a couple of Fort Mill, former Fort Mill uh, athletes doing well at the next level. And, Keith, I know you were following uh, Jeffrey's progress there. Yeah, we uh, actually, actually went down to – Watch Queens play South Carolina on Wednesday night, and uh, former Falcon baseball player Keith Cook the Third was there with us as well to cheer on his former teammate. And Jeffrey pitched well. Uh, they were doing kind of what they call a bullpen type situation, so he got in for uh, two innings. And uh, it's I, I can't imagine what it would be like to be him to step on that stage where you're on a field. Uh, at a school that's won two national championships and we're just a, you know, eyelash away from a third in a row and to go out there and face what, uh, those guys, those are big boys down there in Columbia that are playing. And it's, uh, it's gotta be tough to, to check that out. And then that night I got home and watched South Carolina almost upset Alabama in basketball and former Fort Mill great, uh, Jacoby Wright. Uh, having a big hand in that as well. So, you know, all of these former athletes, it's really great to see them do well at the next level. Yeah, Fort Mill pride for sure, and we're doggone proud, regardless of what high school they graduated from or where they went. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly proud as heck of all of them, and um, all the best to all of them moving forward for sure. But, guys, that's all I've got. You, uh, Y'all got anything to add here? I don't think we're no. good. We're good. All right. Well, we're going to wrap it up for this week's edition. Again, as always, appreciate you crazy kids time and thank you to all the fans uh the feedback y'all have given has been uh great we really really do appreciate it tell your friends tell your family uh tell your spouse tell your neighbor uh anybody that might be uh even slightly interested in uh high school athletics here in the town of fort mill tell them about the podcast and if they want to be on come on down i know for a fact in the next few weeks we're going to have a fort mill baseball coach on i know that i can verify that we are going to have an interview with Coach Stack, the new head coach of the Nation Four Falcons for baseball. So, folks, great things coming down the pike for the Mallee Milltowners. So, on behalf of my two buds, who probably don't claim me as a friend, uh, Mac Banks of and Keith Cook, <laughs> I paid them a lot of money to say that. I'm John Turner, and we will see y'all next week for another edition of Mallee Milltowners. So long, everybody.